0: Corporate to calm podcast in 2017 i realized my personal life was completely at odds with my professional life i am now on a journey to speak with entrepreneurs community leaders and beyond to discover what motivated them to make the change what motivated them to move from corporate to calm Hey there, you are very welcome to today's episode of Corporate to Calm. I am speaking with Denise Coughlin from Resolute Wellness. Denise is just the definition of resilience, of an expert in her field. She is a Pilates teacher, but much more than that. Her qualifications are endless. You'll hear them in the podcast. She is a Pilates teacher who has just faced adversity. In the last three years through the pandemic as many small business owners have she has faced that adversity head on and this chat is about that journey and how she has diversified how she has built a space for other holistic practitioners and how she is trying to create a community for other holistic practitioners Let me know what you think of this episode. It really resonates with me from my background as well. I look forward to hearing your feedback on Denise's journey from corporate to CAM.
1: Hi, Denise. How are you? I am great. Thanks a million for having me on. I'm
0: so excited for you to be here um, as a guest on the corporate to CAM podcast. It's very exciting. We're going to, as always, just jump straight in. So, I want you to tell me a little bit about you, a little bit about life before Resolute.
1: Okay, so how far back do you want me to go, no, now, not, Linda?
0: Not till you're about four, like you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so I've always been involved in sport in some kind of way. So, literally from when I was eight, I started gymnastics, and that's kind of where the sporty background came in. And then, obviously, then the usual going through school secondary school and i had to make that decision of what i wanted to my life's purpose what i wanted oh. to get into you know and <laughs> um, those big decisions that we all have to make and um i enrolled into a two-year sports and measure management course in collage to eat in Finglis.
0: okay so that
1: was like fantastic because there there's so many different options in that you know you got to do your gym instruction gym instructors your aerobics um, basketball, GAA, swimming, you know, so you had so many different options of different um, industry areas yeah. that you could get into. So once I completed that, then I just went straight into working in one of the leisure centres um, close by to me, and that's really how everything got started, was, was just by working in the leisure centres, doing swimming, teaching, um, of extreme instructors. I have a lot of qualifications, yeah. like, I will say that. But I think when you start off so early on you want to learn everything yeah yeah and then as you go along you start to get that little niche area of of what your passion is yeah. and it was probably maybe about four years into working in the leisure centers that one day I just got called in and the manager had said to me Do you fancy trying pilates as a course and I I had no idea what pilates like yeah. I'd never tried it never taught it and he said would you like to do the course and I said yeah like definitely go ahead and that's where everything kind of changed so it it really changed everything that I'd learned in college it was kind of like one of those moments you know when you turn around you remember all those things I've been teaching all that time well don't do it that way anymore you know and uh, are, are you like me
0: that when you sit in, um, like for the audience, I'm a Pilates instructor as well. When you sit in a regular like body conditioning class, you're like, Oh my God, because it's completely different. To- yeah.
1: Yeah. You don't, you have to try and step out of the instructor mode to be a client, a participant, but you're really, you know. I think we all have to put our hands up at some stage and say, we do do it. You know, you're kind of saying, no, I wouldn't do it that way, you know, and you have to try and enjoy it. But yeah, it literally changed everything that course. It does. It um, really
0: does. And it it's totally so nice work. that they trusted you and believed in you that they offered to to pay for the course and everything like that. Yeah, it's well,
1: yeah, in fairness, now they were great. because Well, obviously it would benefit the, the company as well because they're going to get new classes in Um, But that would be really the very beginning start of my plateau back in 2003. Yeah, it was just amazing. I just wanted to learn more. And how Resolute came about was I had been teaching for so long within the public class and system. I just really had my own ideas of things, you know, how I wanted things to be. And I put in requests. For maybe reducing class size numbers, or
0: what what would they have been?
1: Oh gosh, anything kind of between fifteen, twenty-five to thirty in a class, Christ. and you know yourself as a platense instructor. It's just everyone kind of it just meshes together, then you can't see anybody. Yeah. Really, for safety wise, and for the quality of what I was trying to teach, I was putting in the recommendations of reducing class size, reducing the levels to different levels. Yeah, you kind of told, you know, just just do the job and yeah. and stick with it. So it was really starting to get to me because I okay. knew it wasn't it wasn't the way I wanted to do it. So, yeah, I think like most instructors, when you start off, you, you find that community center hall somewhere and you get your classes going. And, you know, I hadn't got a business name or anything. I just said, look, I'm going to see. And way back when, Linda, no social media, you know. And yeah, it was
0: a little drops. flyer
1: in the parish hall. And- yeah, yeah. Flyer drops and newsletters up onto the post boards and that's really, I just, I never actually thought that anyone would turn up. I think you always have it in your mind that no one's ever going to arrive. And I just kept on teaching so many classes. They kept mm. on building and building. And um, then what happened was back in 2008, then I seen a notice for a start your own business course in one of my local enterprise centers. And I applied for that then to just see if it was possible, you know, to, to get the, the business going. And that was, I would recommend to anyone if you're thinking about doing anything will be to do the Start Your Own Business course. And then I realized then within doing that course that they were offering units as well within the space. So in the enterprise center, you could, you could rent out one of the units or apply for one of the units. Yeah. And what I was told at the time was there was a waiting list of so many different people applying. But because I had this unique business that, you know you'd have so many people that want to do products and things and they had all of these people on the waiting list but I was different Mm -hmm. so I think I wasn't prepared for it I I literally applied for it maybe and two weeks later I got that call to say there's a unit there for you and
0: amazing
1: that's how it happened
0: but that's the thing if we're we're never really prepared are we like we're never you know for anything
1: no but I think if you if you are prepared you're you know you really start thinking more and you start almost talking yourself out of it it just it just didn't have that opportunity to to start having the self-doubt it was just went straight into it and
0: you just had to do it
1: officially was born and where was that (laughs) that was in Bonnogue Enterprise Centre so it's just where I live in Kondalkin so uh, that, that was the baby resolute started off there in one of the units and then I think a couple of years later another unit became available and I moved into that and I was there then for I think around 12 years. Okay. Yeah so it was a long time building up the business in the enterprise center and then fast forward all the way up to 2020 uh, well end of 2019. Yeah. Uh, um, unfortunately I had to move out of there and search for a new premises which I found um, an amazing premises here in um, Centrepoint Business Park in Dublin 12 which I'm here now and that was signed and sealed and delivered at the end of February 2020 so for anyone who's listening I'm sure you you kind of have an idea of what happened next
0: yes yes
1: I literally signed the contract got my keys and two weeks later had to tell everybody that it was closing
0: and uh, yeah, Roll and you are yeah, yeah like for for me you are the very definition of resilience because throughout the pandemic and throughout you've had your new building which you've if if you go into your social media you can see that you've developed it so well and but you still there was no respite for you you still had to pay your bills you still oh, had yeah. to get everything had to be
1: paid for and bills kept coming through and you just you have to find the ways you know and because being in the business for so long we were just discussing this earlier on you know you, you kind of it's not preparation for a pandemic but yeah. the experience of going through similar situations throughout the years that you pick up a little bit more confidence in how to react to certain situations and yeah it's a a lot of, a lot of crying and there's still a lot of crying and i will be completely open to anyone. And, you know, I'd say it even to my own clients, you know, oh God, it's been a tough
0: fell Couple of years. Yeah. You've put your hand to so many new things and you've, you've driven so many new ideas. Like what are some of the examples that you've done over the past couple of years to drive your business forward, different tangents of your business forward and Like, tell me about operating your fitness business during the pandemic as well. So it's kind of a couple of questions there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, originally, anyway, I started off with Pilates and that's my kind of main area, specialty of, of teaching and rehabilitation. And that developed then into doing cardiac rehab, which was another form of rehabilitation exercise it yeah I'm still kind of the the marketer the social media the accountant all behind the scenes but I also um use the space it's like a multi-purpose space in the center so things that I can't do then I will get in so anyone who wants to use the space to set up classes for yoga and meditation and therapies so um it's developed into a wellness center not just the So that's the way the business had evolved over the years and then over the pandemic then I really you know I was watching all the posts coming up onto social media and it was just a it was an overload for me I just had to kind of say to my clients I need to just I'll come back to you in a couple of weeks time I don't know how long it was actually when everything shut down that I actually got back but I just did the research about the online zoom that was all completely new to me I'd never done anything like that for so going online was a new thing for me and that was another evolving in in the business Mm. to take everything online so you know it wasn't a negative as such with that was a positive that came out of it because since then I've been able to set up a library where people can access all my classes and because I specialize in Pilates that's the main thing that I would teach in the studio. But it's not all I can teach. Mm. So I have a lot of qualifications of other different things like the rehab, the cardiac rehab, um, you know, strength and conditioning and all of that now I'm pouring into the online library because Which is it's not,
0: such a great resource for any client but, to have.
1: Yeah, it's not something really that I necessarily want to teach because it's just your time management and health wise as well of what you can teach continuously so yeah. having it pre-recorded and as a passive income has been brilliant also. that's great
0: yeah. and yeah. then
1: my little candle set, yes candle edition so I love I love being creative and making things and the candles were something that I wanted to eventually get going and then obviously then you have the spare time then over the lockdown I was able to do more research I did an online course of making candles and um, i just kind of got setting up that side of the business and um, experimenting with different scents and different blends and so the candles came about over lockdown and I was thinking about how I'd tie it into the business I didn't just want to have a candle no resident yeah. kind of. so for anyone who doesn't know the business and uh, the center is set up in a way that it's based around the seasons so it'd have spring season summer autumn winter and different areas in the center would be decorated around that so that's Tied in with the candle so there's a spring candle, summer, winter, and um, spring, summer, autumn, and <laughs> winter. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, it's it's still the learning process. But yeah, it's still in its early stages and it's still in development. Um, but
0: but you're yeah. sa- you are selling them as well, aren't you?
1: Yeah, so they're all on the online shop as well. That's that brilliant online. And yeah, I got great feedback because yeah. there's something that. You need to smell, obviously, to know if you like it. And the fact that I have the premises there when everyone came back for classes in person, it was great to be able to have them dotted around and be like, "What's that smell?" You know, and it's brilliant to get feedback directly off people. But people have been great though as well, supporting online over the lockdown. You know, because I think everybody knows that the small businesses you know even the large businesses but the small businesses in particular have been just hit so
0: badly during absolutely and how, how through that how do you stay motivated for your clients like how do you turn around and teach a class if you know some you've had bad news about something that day or what what, what would you the
1: experience again coming back to that would, would be if, if you're familiar with the mask you know the mask. we wear the mask? Yeah. And um, a lot of people within any industry, but in in the health and fitness, you don't really want to turn up to a class and people know that there's something wrong because mm. they're they're paying to come to something that's going to help them feel better, and you don't really want to offload all your problems. So, you know, I'd have days that I would literally just have been crying my eyes out with all of the, the overload of everything. And mm. you know, i just go for a walk and take a, a few minutes or a few hours or whatever just to kind of recompose yourself. And sometimes I'd I'd say to them, you know, my classes I've had a bad day and, you know, if my eyes are red, because they'll always, you know, you'll always, you know people, yeah. Persona and you know somebody's not feeling great. But, yeah, I try my best not to offload it onto clients and just, you know, as I say, take a step back go for a walk. But you really want to try and make it all about the clients and the participants that are coming in rather than about you. But, yeah, I mean, right. yeah, everything has been just such a, a, a struggle since the pandemic, and it still is. And that's just being honest with people that it's not yeah, ongoing, yeah. you know
0: yeah and that's the thing it's because it, I, I think you know it's it's funny because people listen and don't realize when you have I mean when you have a big gym people are signing up annually
1: yeah.
0: to, to that you know and maybe with your library people are signing up annually but it's the stress and the fear of every eight weeks or every 12 weeks yeah recruiting again like and you're talking about doing that four to six times a year which yeah. is really a lot of work and obviously when you offer a client something you will have that so so when you offer a client something that's so good as as your experience you do have that ease of resigning but it's still hard
1: yeah it is hard but it's part of it's part of the business you know even without a pandemic you're always going to have some blocks in your way at some stage whether that's setting up at some stage along the journey but like you remember as well chatting to me back in February and um yeah I I got COVID back you know you had pretty much everybody you're listening and you haven't well done well done (laughs) well yeah I got I got it back in February I pretty much spent the whole start of January and um, at that stage it was still you know if you're in close contact you have to isolate and that's the way it was so I was pretty much isolating for the whole month of January then I got COVID in February and literally I think within a day or two after coming back to work I got terrible bad pain that I mm-hmm. thought was just a muscle strain and I spent the whole night foam rolling it <laughs> My phone rolled and using a tennis ball to try and get rid of the pain and two days later I ended up in hospital with COVID pneumonia and a pulmonary embolism so that put me out then of work and I remember chatting to you and it was so funny because it's like that scene that you see on on the you know the A&E or whatever the ER on the telly and I'm in this pandemic uh, COVID unit and there's people walk around in PPE gear and you can't walk out the door. You're kind of, you're a prisoner in the ward. And I'm wife messaging you going, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, people are kind of looking at you going like this, imagine over here, balling the right there crying. But that's just the way it was. You know, everything was just getting in on I me mean, because I thought I was getting back to normal. I
0: know, I know. And that's, um, I remember you saying to me, um, it was like day 10 you'd got back into taught class and yeah. then all of a sudden it was like yeah. oh my god I'm faced with this yeah. reality and I mean we've a lot of us have faced it I mean I haven't thought since Christmas because of COVID yeah and how I felt as well so it's a lot it's it's really bringing it home about that person with a small business I mean I even see now people who had developed maybe bacon businesses or, well, not coffee, because that seems to be just going strong, but um, people who have developed maybe bacon businesses or, you know, art businesses or whatever, it's all kind of dwind, you know, it's, I don't know, it's funny, isn't it? It's kind of, it's a funny one.
1: Yeah, but it just, that that couple of days in hospital, I was like, oh my God, like I am my business. Yeah. I need to be able to teach. And it really made me in all the time that I've been teaching. It just made me kind of step back and go, oh, "Okay, what else? You know, what happens if I can't teach? You yeah. know." And all that was going through my head. And it, you know, even for the last couple of months since that, I'm still, I'm still kind of anxious a little bit that yeah. like that's going to happen again. And yeah. you have, you have to put things in place now well thankfully as I say I have the candles and they're online everything going but it does make you think about what's going to happen
0: and and as well for full I suppose for full transparency as well and I hope you don't mind me saying this but it's all very well for me because I have the backup of a partner and you you're on my own on (laughs) no (laughs) <laughs> oh my! Ma- no i'm mean, violate the violins in the background, no, no, i do not i do not mean it like that but no, no, the no, reality no. of a yeah. lot of business people both men and women if they're single yeah w- where are you reliant on you know that way yeah. there's there you know the pup payment mm. was you know was not going to cover your rent
1: no not at all. Not even close. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about your, you know, you have to live. Never mind.
0: Yeah.
1: Hey, business side things. So yeah, it's just you don't want to kind of make the whole podcast about. No, and, and
0: and I'm just I'm and listen. We're it we're only. Hard. I just I I, yeah. I suppose it's just to demonstrate the resilience, your resilience, because although people, I mean, I think. Sometimes people look at others and they're like, oh, isn't she great doing her yeah. business? And she's all oh, look at her candles and all oh, look yeah, at this yeah. fabulous and not understanding the anxiety that comes with the responsibility.
1: Yeah. And that's the conversation that I was having there only with someone there a while ago was that side of the wellness industry that's being portrayed to the public. You know, it can be, it's a fantastic industry to work in. Yeah. But it can be very toxic at the same yeah. time trying to keep up a persona on social media that everything is fine and dandy and you know um it's it's just i think the industry has to be very careful like yes. for anyone who's who's setting up anything within the health and wellness industry you know you really want to be careful what you're putting out there because words are strong you know that wording that you put out there what you're saying to people the pictures that you're putting up on social media you know it's, it's not all that perfect yeah. perception that people sometimes not everybody but it is it's just we have to be I think as as um, instructors and business owners within the industry have to be very careful yeah
0: so, and absolutely. and as well as that the information that we're providing yeah I mean. You know, just because you're a teacher doesn't mean, I mean, I think people do come to your classes and kind of think that maybe you are a therapist and, you know, tell you oh, all yeah. there, but you're not like, you know, isn't that the thing? Like, you know, yeah. so many wellness experts and I'm yeah. putting that in pretend quotations and offering advice that, first of all, hasn't been Ask for yeah, and second of all, they're not qualified to give.
1: It is it's, it's dangerous sometimes. You know, you see, it's that influencer, social media star, and it's like what you're saying about you know, if you're a participant in a class and you're watching something, you're kind of God. I wouldn't do it that way, but when you know that person is not qualified, and you're watching them putting all this stuff out on social media and. It's it's dangerous because of obviously having such a large following, yeah, and being influential as well. At the same time, people are going to believe what's being put out there, and you know if you're in a vulnerable situation as well, you have to be very careful what information that you're looking at.
0: Absolutely, and what information, what information you're looking at, but as well as that, what information you're you're offering as well, because you need Uh, to protect yourself, don't you? Yeah, Um, and it's funny what you're saying about um you know even the online space and you you're so good at doing this as well because you need to protect the clients that are doing your online library as well because so many people put out oh a workout for X, Y, and Z and and there's no comeback from that if somebody gets injured, if somebody gets, you know, if I I know from me and I know from you that if you had online clients or you have online clients they are signing they have to sign waivers and they have to sign but just to it's 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 an interesting one isn't it like just to offer you know people offering sit-ups they're offering whatever and saying yeah. about engaging the core but not actually telling you how to and not protecting sure, exactly. your back and
1: yeah you know it's it's if you're if you're new to the business or if you're thinking about going into the business, you have to be really true to your yourself of how you teach and not be carried away with what's the in trend thing yeah. or what other people are doing. Because, I mean, I have had clients that would text me, uh, you know, maybe halfway through a course and say it's not for me I'm, I'm not going to do it anymore. And I'd say why, you know, and they'd say because it's too easy. And I'd be like, well, it's the beginner's course. Yeah. But they just want to jump ahead to the harder yeah. stuff and I could do that, but I'm not going to because that's not the way I do things, yeah. you know. So you'll always have people that will want to do the harder stuff, but it's just not safe.
0: And that's why um, intermediate classes are quite hard. Well, beginners it's, are quite hard. No, uh, no I don't mean, <laughs> not, I don't mean but in the sense that if you have mixed ability, yeah, which obviously we all want mixed ability in our class because, yeah, it it fills up quicker and everything like that but you're trying to pull people back and then you're trying to push people forward that are able for it as well
1: yeah i know it is it's a balance yeah you know when i started off um i'd try and get you know you see people even post and stuff up up about it on social media you know this is my class plan that i've spent hours class planning and that's great but when you start to actually teach you'll you know you have all this arm exercise class or whatever and then you'll have someone come in and they're like i'm after you know pulling my shoulder i I can't go on my wrist um you know carpal tunnel all these things that you're after organizing your arm class and it's gone out the window
0: or or you come in and one week they're like hyperactive and yeah. another week there's no energy in the room and yeah. you know that the class that you've designed for that week is not going to work yeah so you, you need, need to get, get them that. on their feet you need yeah. to get them jumping around the place just to get a bit of energy into the yeah. room
1: yeah and you totally have to adapt and yeah. I think that's why people the feedback I get for people yeah. annually from a classes is that you know, you, you really or I would really focus as them as an, an individual that's coming in because if you class plan for a group, it's not ever gonna happen because you're yeah. gonna get yeah, totally different situations. Like you say, you'll have one person who's completely hyper and you're trying to calm them down, and then someone else is just lacking energy and yeah. someone else then that just maybe has just had a really bad day, bad news, yeah. and you know, you just have to evolve and adapt your classes around that and I think that'd be really important for anyone that would be new to do an exercise yeah. is to really you know as I said the Pilates when I did the course it really opened my eyes to, to look at people but just to have that for any type of exercise to to step back and look yeah. at the people and you know work around the people that are in your class rather than just thinking about as, as one
0: And that's why class size is so important. Yeah,
1: for sure, definitely. And people appreciate that when you walk in and they feel welcome. It's it's definitely something that people want and need a lot more of. is that individual attention.
0: Yeah. So we've... I'm just actually was looking at your your own social media last night and the classes are filling up and the video library is doing really well. Is there any other things for the the winter um I know that your winter fragrance will be coming out and everything like that have you anything else in the pipeline any events Um, or anything like that or
1: well I'm really trying to get into doing a lot more workshops and events okay so Yeah I mean the classes are always great I have lots of different levels for anyone who wants to come in whether you know you're a complete beginner or if you've got experience the best thing would be just to get in touch and I can tell you what's the best thing to to get started in but yeah I want to really try and get into events so whether that's like zen hens, birthday parties, corporate you know. Yeah. that we would be getting the group together almost event planning pretty much that's that's the new string
0: to the bow. I love and I love that zen hen <laughs>
1: yeah zen hen so I had a party in here the other day and and they did a class and then it was an afternoon tea afterwards Amazing. I didn't tell them till the end but I was like you know you're my very very first group that I've had in you know for the events and they were great feedback they were all nice and
0: that's a brilliant That's a really, idea. That's a really, because you have the space to do it. And it's yeah. like, it's so, just something completely different because yeah. we see so many different ideas for, you know, groups of women. And maybe it could be ideas for groups of men as well. Oh,
1: for everyone, you know, yeah. it's open to everyone and anyone that wants to get involved. But it's just to have that different experience. You know, mm. not everyone wants to go out drinking and, you know, having mad nights out. Yeah. Yeah. Something <laughs> it's completely more good. relaxed. Yeah, yeah yeah that's kind of where I want to go with that side of things and then I was thinking to myself I do get these moments of madness in my head and um I was thinking because I've just downloaded TikTok (laughs) I know that's one of the conversations you do have the fear
0: the fear of TikTok
1: and I was thinking what content could I do and i know i kind of saying that i'm not confident in in doing stuff you know on on videos but but i'm getting there but one of the ideas that i was thinking of was was my past and present experiences throughout the years of of teaching and what i've seen you know of stories that have happened to me while i'm working and put them into a video so that's kind of what i'm thinking of it's That's a way a of, of telling people what happened to me or what I've seen, you know, the years and, and putting them into putting a video.
0: Them, putting them up there. Yeah. Um, as business owners, um, small or large or whatever, we've, we've a tendency not to switch off. Yeah. We've talked about your walk. And is there yeah. any other way that you switch off or do you switch off?
1: I try and send the hamster on holidays every now and then it's just that wheel keeps on spinning and everyone who's in a business knows that you never completely switch off it's just so difficult but yeah my main thing would be to try and get out and have a walk but I love being creative so if I can um you know sometimes I like doing fair arranging which is workshops that I like to do as well for at Christmas time for anyone who's Thinking about doing some Christmas workshops. Oh, I'll, be putting,
0: I'll be putting your website up I in know. the notes. So everybody um, can click there. So, yeah. yeah.
1: Anything creative. I love photography as well. Just, oh, amazing. just Yeah. So just kind of hobby photography going out and doing, doing a bit of um, in the park while I'm walking.
0: And what about um, habits that you've developed personally and professionally? Like what is there something that you do for you every day and then the business like have you have you got areas in the business that you've just got down to a t that you have so efficient that you you
1: um I wouldn't have a structure as such you know I'd I'd, I'd like to start my day and just go for a walk that yeah. would be my main thing before I start going into any answering emails and stuff because you know it's so easy just to pick up the phone and start scrolling first thing in the morning so that's try try and avoid it if i can but no i wouldn't have a structure as such you know i like i said to you earlier on i i do basically all the marketing and the admin and the accounts all of that stuff so just try and not let it overload you if you can and mm-hmm. you know have that little bit of a schedule of when you know things have to be filed or what needs to be done but not so much structure just try not to overload too many things at one time
0: yeah absolutely absolutely and what about do you have any words that you'd say to yourself like a mission statement or a mantra is there anything you go like
1: don't do it (laughs) (laughs) never again I know um for for the business side of it um I just really want to try and for people that are coming in to know that they're being treated as an individual rather than as as a collective group mm. and to try and promote a little bit more inclusiveness into the exercise and wellness because I think it can go down that line of that very trendy, what's trendy, what's mm. not. And that's not appealing for everyone. And I think it really um, segregates a lot of, groups you know a lot of people and I just want classes people anybody and everybody to feel that they can come and take part in the, the classes or anything that I'm, I'm running over here that mm. everybody's welcome and it's a conversation that needs to be had in the industry as well a lot of people Absolutely. when I run an event and um, I think you really need to take a step back and and look at it from an outsider rather than the ticket sales, you know, that kind of and, thing. And
0: do you think that that's, I mean, that's what so many people, I, I suppose, for me, kind of haven't taken a step back from the industry. And then I'm obviously, I still want to help people, but looking at, I think that it's all about what that person does rather than what they can offer their clients or what their clients do. So it's still very prescriptive to, if you, follow my way you will whereas they should be following their own way does that make sense do you, do you know what I mean yes. of course
1: but if they're trying to sell their way how do they know who's out there watching that yeah you know,
0: they don't
1: know their medical their their backgrounds
0: that's that yeah you know, and, and you know this whole kind of what I eat I see like the, the, for me the most successful people are the people that stay true to themselves and the best Pilates people or PTs out there aren't telling you what they're eating aren't telling you what they're doing yeah but will show you what they'll bring to the table for their clients
1: yeah I think it's almost like they're not telling people what to do either you know they're telling you what's good but they're not a, a good instructor doesn't really tell you what you, sh- you should or have to be doing yeah You know, because you have to you have to communicate with people before you tell them what what your advice would be. Yeah. Get on social media and say, you know, I've seen I've seen posts saying walking is no good for you. Like like, what? what? Qualified, you know, PT or instructor and saying walking is no good. Sometimes walking is the only thing that a person can do at that yes. particular moment. and, and you're that coming be... from
0: a rehab perspective, not yeah, from yeah. A, and not from a, even a mental health perspective because yeah. it's so good for your head, but yeah. from a rehab perspective as well. Yeah.
1: And then you have to come back to the people that um might be in a wheelchair, and th- that's a whole other conversation. Of, of you know, you you don't want to be saying ping that that wording to people walking flat, yeah. you know and, and then there's people who would absolutely love to be able to walk and it's that wording that's being put out there and-,
0: and 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 that's I suppose that and you've you've actually made the point so well and that's what I was probably trying to say was that there's so many people in that well-being space not qualified mm-hmm. to be speaking because somebody who's telling you that walking is no good for you and then it goes on to the other side that is every post on social media triggering to somebody because then you just wouldn't post, wouldn't you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like,
1: it it will always be triggered. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm at a point now where I'm watching all this stuff on social media and I'm following groups, Facebook groups. And um I'm thinking to myself, God, am I, am I saying the right thing? You know, I'm in classes and one of the conversations we were having only recently was the word modifications. And is that putting out a sense of the level, which it should be because you have to modify to change? Things. Yes. What is it, that word modifying? You know, is it, is it, um, what's the word I'm trying to say? Um, offensive to somebody. Yes. And, um, so it's thinking of maybe is it use the word option or adaptation? And, you know, I don't want to, Get to kind of because then I'd be like, oh, well, I don't know whether I'm saying anything right. Well,
0: the, uh, and the reason that you were mentioned in modification, we've had this conversation before. That somebody actually challenged you that modification was offensive to them.
1: Um, it wasn't so much offensive. She was just trying to explain to me as to yeah. why she would find it not offensive was the word. Yeah. It was just um bothering, you know, that it did instill a sense At, of.
0: And we level. have to realize that that's as as PTS yeah pilates instructors any instructors modification is a word that we use to keep people safe as well
1: yeah it is it's, and I, and it's absolutely you know you have to try and think of the right way of wording things but at the end of the day the message is still the same and it's yeah. all about the safety of the people that you're you're teaching, you're
0: teaching. yeah yeah i think it's such an interesting it's subject because and as well as that like you know if anybody's kind of saying on social media about you know walking's not good for you it's unsubscribe unfollow isn't that the whole great yeah. thing about having you know it, it I mean we're aware of that but I suppose what you're thinking about is the person who's on the receiving end of that message and that's yeah. that's yeah because it's even it's 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 really bizarre because I've had this conversation a, a couple of times over the past few weeks and. You know, I I've given up alcohol for the last six months, and I mean, I'm you know I'm I'm not triggered by a lot, to be honest with you. Um, I'm more triggered by people in person than than online. But you were to think about it, and you know, I've my different reasons for giving up alcohol. But if you're in a twelve-step program, and you've an alcoholic beverage ad on the television—that's triggering. Yeah, you there know, it'll
1: always be something that yeah. will trigger people. But you know, you have to take all that into account, but still be authentic to the way yeah. that you teach, because it starts changing. You know, not necessarily in a negative way. You take the positivities out of learning about, you know, wording and yeah, um, and yeah. but you you still. I don't want to change me, you know. Yeah, you know I yeah. have my own personality and I'd always say to them at the start of the class, especially new class, there's no doubt I'm going to say something and put my foot in my mouth yeah. and I apologise now, but that's just me having a bit of anger or a bit of crack, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. And- but I love that um, that's, that's your true self and you're so authentic about it, but the fact that you're willing to learn and willing to offer another word for that to make somebody feel comfortable and that's the most important thing it's and and, and it still boils down to how comfortable the client feels and how safe they feel in your class
1: yeah exactly and just learn as you say it's constantly a learning process like every day is learning you're always going to get someone new that has some new injury or medical condition and and I'd say to them like I've never heard that ever yeah I'm not a doctor but I will dr google it and absolutely
0: yeah because i mean that's the only resource that we essentially have through the pandemic with your business i suppose through the pandemic was anything you felt could have been offered extra for your business by an authority or
1: um well the council was great because they did uh, a waiver on the the rates okay which they stopped but i think you know during the pandemic was one thing, but it's the aftermath. And they, okay. I think they really needed to continue that into this year definitely was to waive the rates. There was some grants available as well from the council that was support grants based on how much rates that you pay. So there was a little bit of an income coming in. And I think that's probably why this year has been a bit more of a struggle than mm. the actual two years closed. Okay. Okay. Funds coming in. And they've all completely ended, and then you find now the 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 news of all of everything going up. You know the electricity and yeah. all of those bills are just keep coming in. So I think not so much what was available then; it should be more so what's available now, and um, for the businesses that have come through on the other side, because there's just been so many businesses, um, in particular in the the Pilates and the yoga industry that have just. Yeah didn't survive we've we've talked about spaces
0: closing and everything like that there has been is there anything if somebody was listening um is there anything that you could do help with now like what in the sense like I know that we talk about we talked about grants or you know is it it, like a continuity coach or something what what would what would help your business right now for people to use
1: the business okay set the space. Up for what it is, which is a wellness center. So, yeah. for anyone that would be in the Dublin 12 or surrounding areas, you know, the space is here for anyone that wants to run meditation classes, okay. yoga classes, therapies. So, I want, you know, I want it to be a hub, an active hub. Yes. And because everything is only really just getting back to our new normal um including like people's classes that they've set up or maybe newly set up businesses um. so yeah that would kind of be the the best way for me forward would be to have the space used because I love
0: I love that and I'll I'll actually put that in um the, the week that this is released I'll put that in the newsletter because I think that's a huge way that I want to help people is by just talking to you know that yeah if you have like a photography course or yeah. a flower arranging course yeah. or that they can use your space you know that yeah. way that they can rent your space so that's that's huge I, th- I think that's a really great ask
1: and it's it's good for me and it's also good for the person as well that will be coming in because I have that experience and background and I don't want to kind of be stepping on anyone's toes. But I would say, you know, maybe this will be, I've done it that way before. And personally, you know, I think maybe you should do an eight week rather than pay as you go. You know, something like that. Yeah. Um, And also then through the fact that I'd have my website, my social media and my newsletters, anybody that comes in here would have that additionally added into my newsletters on my website. So it's, it's almost a secondary form of marketing for that person. Yeah, yeah. And um, I've, then I've set up the the holistic hello networking. Yes. And yeah. So that's just a little group gathering every now and then. I think it started back in May, I think. Um, and that's just a gathering of, of like-minded people and in In the area of holistic wellness, just purely and simply is it's just when you walk into a room that you know that everyone is there, has some experience in the industry, which yes. is great to have you know your accountants and everything is brilliant. but you know when you walk into a room and it's like
0: they're your people, yes, yes,
1: you know. So having that there is great
0: as well. I Just love to, that. I love that, and they they they'll be coming up again in the autumn yeah, as well. So, yeah. and I know that a few people um that I would be in contact with because that's such a it's it's such a good community. We talk about social media, and we've actually probably been a bit negative about it, but actually, that's where I met you. Yeah, um, I've met other Pilates teachers yeah. um, online and everything like that. So it, 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 that's that's where that's the huge positive. Oh, social, social media
1: is great. Yeah, it's yeah.
0: great. It has, it's it's positives as well. Completely, like, and that's the thing so we need to simple, um, You know, and we and we look, and I mean, that's the thing. It is about looking at the at those positives. And um, tell me something not a lot of people know about you.
1: Oh no, Linda, you sent me this now in yes. my questions. I was like. Listening to all your other podcasts, I was like, what will I tell them people don't know about me? And I said, I could keep a real business because I know most people will probably know anyway that I say I'm not that confident. And I hate stepping in front of the groups. But here's one that nobody doesn't know. <laughs> I was a Dublin finalist for the Rose Rosa Tralee. Oh, no way. <laughs> Brilliant. And that would be my, my mother would remind everybody of that. So uh I said for a little bit of fun and keeping to my, my personal you know, crack, uh yeah. I, I didn't get through to the final, but I was on stage there with the and you know, the, the the waves, you oh, know. Fabulous, fabulous <laughs>
0: wanted world peace. That's my
1: claim to be say. <laughs> no, yeah, no, on a serious note though. So I wouldn't be hugely confident and that's you know, even time doesn't necessarily change that and it. It's just doing things like this, stepping out of your comfort zone.
0: Absolutely. Um, and, and thank you really so ready. much for doing for it. Um yeah, as you. always at Corporate Cam, we're about taking a leap to create your own happiness. Um what advice would you give to somebody about to take taking that leap, considering I suppose considering your last three years, what what would you say to them? i I'd, I'd be definitely more
1: kind of thinking to really think about it now in this present situation we'll yeah. to do your research yeah. because taking on anything big like a premises it's a huge responsibility but that's not saying not to do it yes but so absolutely go for it you know but you will get a lot of roadblocks whether that's just people in your face saying it's not going to work why are you doing it all of these negative side things but you'll have that positive side and if you know it's something that you want to do go for it, you know, weigh up your pros and cons and do up your business plan and go for any support that you can see. But mostly, will be to talk to people. That would be the main thing. Like, that's why coming back to the networking, that if you can get advice off people and have a a feel of the industry that you're going into, you'd be a bit more prepared. But yeah, definitely jump in and go for it because if there's nothing to lose, you know, it's and you've like, and we
0: you've you've just hit the nail on the head there because people that are genuine and authentic in your industry, if you ask them for help, they will help you. Yeah. If now there's a lot of people that won't help you. Guarantee like, you know. Oh, for if sure. Genuinely honest in people full of integrity will help you and will have a coffee with you.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's sharing that experience and knowledge and. I would definitely say years ago when I was early on, I would see it as a threat. I definitely would have seen it as a threat. That experience and time has kind of given me, and I I see it as well when people contact me and they're like, oh my God, like, thank you so much. That's, you know, reward in itself is that you know you're after helping someone. And and coming back to words being very strong, you know, and how they can affect people. If you turned around and that person had asked you what you think, and you have to be so careful about what do you actually think. Do you, yeah. you know, say, oh no, don't do it, or yeah. yes, do it. You have to be very constructive of saying, yeah. you know, make sure that before you do it, you, you understand what you're getting yourself into. And, um, but yeah, I definitely, I'd have no problem with if people want to contact me and pick my brain of any type of and I, and please.
0: i love that because um even now like junior research it's so important because just because we have an idea and we think an idea is good does not necessarily th- does not necessarily mean that everybody else is going to think it's good and that's that could be the harsh reality of research yeah. as well <laughs> yeah oh i mean i've done loads of things that you know i've,
1: I've run classes and it'd be like but what was he even thinking of, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like but that's the thing about getting dragged into trends, you know, it was yes. maybe something that I wasn't comfortable with what I was just doing because it, it was trendy and it was the in thing at the time, but you're like, oh
0: my god, like um, and I mean what's the lesson there? Stay true yeah. to what you believe, isn't yeah, it? As well. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So every week we do our uh, either or oh god. Tonight. Yes. So um we're gonna get straight into it. Uh cheer coffee. <laughs> tea for sure Pilates or gymnastics I'm getting a lot of teas people I don't understand this but Anyway, Pilates or gymnastics
1: um oh
0: mm.
1: Pilates for sure but I grew up with gymnastics but I, I've had that that's my past experience so we're, we're staying on presents, so Pilates
0: <laughs> um winter or summer winter oh god oh my i know Uh, i love winter oh i'm like uh, stop i can feel the vitamin d leave my body as i look at this horrible weather (laughs) oh no get yourself one of those sunlight things you know yeah and and, yeah hook the vitamin d to my (laughs) (laughs) brain a bubble bath or a glass of bubbles a glass of
1: bubbles
0: (laughs) a roll up or rolling back oh
1: well, gosh, sure. Anyone listening to this will be like, what is she even talking about? There are <laughs> two Pilates movements, by the way. So roll up or roll back. A roll up.
0: Oh, good. I like it. I would have pick roll up as well. Um, a book or a podcast?
1: Um, I'd say book.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Teaching teach or learning? Oh.
1: Um, learning. Because I think they kind of tie in together. Because as I'm teaching, I'm constantly learning. So yeah, I'd say learning.
0: And what's your favorite candle fragrance that you're... Uh, you?
1: Surprisingly, Linda, the winter one.
0: <laughs> shocker, shocker. Shocker. You, you winter people. Oh my no, goodness. <laughs> Where can people find you, Denise?
1: Um, so my website is resolute.ie and all of the social media handles will be at l.
0: Cool. And I'll put everything into uh show notes.
1: Thank oh, you so you. much, Denise. Oh no, it was great chatting to you because I know being that Pilates instructor as well, we can always bounce the the Pilates slang like the so, yeah, thrown in roll up and roll back.
0: I know. Everybody else will be like, like what are they even talking about? <laughs> what are they, about?
1: they talking about? Yeah. Google
0: people, Google. Thanks, Mill. <laughs> <well, laughs> thanks Mill uh, well, well for being a podcast. The <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Corporate Cam podcast. Please subscribe leave a nice review. It really does make a difference. Or simply come back and listen to us next time. My name is Linda Monaghan, inspiring you to take that leap from corporate to CAM.